0: we were invited to include emotions in our field of mindfulness. In the same way today, the invitation is going to be to include mindfulness of thinking. Thinking comes in all sorts of forms. We often get caught in the form rather than noticing that it's just thinking. So once again, we're finding freedom from being caught clinging to thirsting and a particular narrative around a mind experience and seeing it more as pattern, more as a repeating kind of process and thus creating more space so we move from thinking about it, identified thinking, to recognition, mindfulness. It's thinking, to this felt sense experience, just thinking. This gradual, slow movement to more freedom around what arises in the mind. For yourself, a sense of having arrived. Note, please, your own sense of presence. Note the presence of mindfulness that in this moment and so far as you're able, you are choosing to be mindful here now. Establishing mindfulness of the body. What has worked for you? The felt sense of the body. Not a conceptual recognition, not an intellectual recognition, but the felt sense that there is a body, the body feels like this. in so far as it is helpful feel the lower half of the body note specific experience of the earth element recognized by this Felt sense of sitting in the bones. Noticing the quality of stillness in the body, relative stillness Notice the quiet of that stillness. No need for any thought about the body, the earth element, the stillness. The mind can be full and content with the experience of it. The thinking is added. See this for yourself. Moving attention to the breath in whatever way you have developed that's skillful for you. Locating the experience of the breath. If you have any questions, well, where do I locate? Just go with what seems easy most predominant. Notice if you try to think through, to start thinking about the breath rather than staying in the felt sense. Sometimes we get confused because we have an idea a thought about what the breath is supposed to feel like. In my experience, sometimes the breath is in fact simply pressure, that's how it feels, or tingling, or vibration, or movement, or a complete wave-like feeling that moves through the body. The breath feels the way it feels in this moment. This is how we know we're in the moment. We're receiving the experience rather than imposing a conceptual overlay through thinking. In this body-breath experience, sometimes we become aware of the fire element, a feeling of warmth or coolness, usually mild but sometimes quite strong, can arise and pass. If we don't recognize the fire element as having arisen in some way that's affecting us, our mind will start to think because something new has been added, but we don't know what's been added. So if something's different, we just start thinking as a reaction. It's just that bodies change because of a change in the fire element. Likewise, in this body-breath experience, we sometimes notice the form. So the whole form of the body, the shape of the body, or just the form of the spine sitting on those sit bones. And again... We can feel, and this holding the form without thought, the stillness, the form. As we drop into this stillness, again, rather than the mind being quiet, which would be a natural response. Because it's new, the mind starts thinking because something new is in the field of awareness without having been identified. This stillness of the form is the water element, the sense of connectedness, a sense of cohesion, a sense of flow, maybe through the whole body, or maybe through the pelvis down, or the sit bones up to the top of the skull, the sense of flowing, connected, cohesiveness. Again, the felt sense of your experience, your immediate experience, here, now. Being aware, being mindful, of when you start to comment through thought. Smiling at this commenting, not fussing at it. Maybe the thought's useful. But is the second one and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one? Maybe not. This proliferation that thought tends to create, one thought creating another, creating another, is called papancha mind. All these thoughts are movement, just like the breath. You can watch the movement of thought, of thinking, being interested in the movement and the felt sense of thought rather than the content of a particular moment, thinking. So freeing. It's just thinking. Repeating, thoughts are not bad. Thoughts are not unskillful in and of themselves. Wise thought. Appropriate response thought. Just being aware of what our experience is, not judging it. not comparing it, not fixing it, being present, receiving, Some combination of body breath as our anchor, or else hearing, or spaciousness, whatever your anchor is. Recognizing as a felt sense, there is a degree of stability, or we recognize we're struggling with stability. No need for proliferation. That recognition is enough. emotions may arise noticing that the mind's been pulled by emotion a strong mind state may arise it's laden with emotion It's a very stable mind state that there's not much emotion, not much thinking. We may find ourselves lost in thought, thought about the past in the form of memory or redoing the past, having a view or opinion about the past. We may be lost in a thought about the current moment, the immediate, or about the future. Again, not judging that we got lost, but recognizing and recognizing that we have choice to be present, present with the thought, present with the emotion, and always the choice to go back to our anchor object here, now. Occasionally, little moments of small insight or connecting the dots arise we see, oh, I have a choice here that I didn't know before. Those little arisings of wisdom are enough. We can watch in our excitement, our enthusiasm, proliferation of thought. It's so natural that that would happen. But slowly we learn we have choice. The insight, the connecting the dots, oh that's why that was, is enough. And we can feel the enthusiasm as heat, as movement, rather than getting lost in the thoughts that arise from the enthusiasm. This is new territory. We're just exploring it. We're not supposed to have some performance ability here. We're getting acquainted, reorienting, expanding this field of mindfulness. Anytime it's too much, just rest in breath or body or whatever your anchor is. Staying interested in the presence or absence of mindfulness. Good morning everyone, I want to start with announcements and then I will come back to a comment about uh, thought and uh, answer a couple of questions. The first uh, I would like to welcome Anna Onelia and <laughs> ask her to stand up for a moment. She is going to be one of the retreat managers for these in the next few weeks of the retreat and we're glad to have you here. She was part of the retreat management team in the February retreat, so. Um, uh, Glad to have her here. And um, uh, one thing that um, uh, would be helpful is that we continue to be mindful of washing our hands and keeping our hands off our face I was asking myself, how many times a day am I washing my hands? And the minimum has been 10 times a day. Now I started with this this cough that's slowly going away, but nonetheless, 10 times is minimum. So what would be the minimum for you? If you're wanting to contribute to the, the safety of the group six times, eight times, I don't know, decide a number for yourself and be mindful in that way. Um, uh, because we hear this instruction so often we sometimes forget it and also of course always coughing into the elbow and and so forth we've been very fortunate here with very little illness arising and then uh, one thing in terms of instructions for the day is in your walking practice you can be curious not judging, you can be curious if you're actually walking your thoughts. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, it's not a bad thing to be doing to to actually go for a walk in terms of thinking about something. If that's what you're doing in life, you know, like, am I going to take this job, not take this job? Should I move or not move? You know, and you can't decide, so you, uh, you know, think about it. But here, what we're doing is we're we're learning how to... uh, Minimize just random thinking all the time so that we're just, we're, that the, the, the thoughts are, are, are just slowly, like they become more relevant and pertaining to what's in the moment and not so much just random thinking. Because our untrained mind loves to think, it loves to chew on anything and it will chew on pleasant thoughts and chew on unpleasant thoughts. It doesn't tend to mess around much with the neutral thoughts but the pleasant and unpleasant, you can watch that. And this happens when we walk. So the walking practice is a concentration practice. It's an energetic practice, so we're balancing out. And we do that most productively by staying with the felt sense of the body as we do this. So you can just watch, not judge how much thinking is going on, how much you're getting lost in thought during your walking. So, this whole thing about, about thought, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, thoughts in the form of remembering, we have thoughts in the form of planning, we have thoughts around our emotions, we have thoughts because we're bored and thoughts are entertaining. We will, we will even create unpleasant thoughts because they're more entertaining than a mind that's where there's nothing seeming to go on. This is the nature of the untrained mind. So we'll actually remember something or imagine something for the future or or look around for something to want. Even sitting here, look around for something to want or something to complain about and have a bunch of thoughts about that because the mind is getting to chew on something and uh, we have a uh, uh, inclination to have that kind of chewing on things. When we get really quiet and silent, one of the amazing things we discover is that the mind is most content when it's empty of thought. But that does not feel that way from our regular uh, functioning uh, mind state. We, We tend to really lean towards thought. So it's just an exploration. One of the things that um, we do with our thoughts is we have lots of judging thoughts. We have lots of, lots of thoughts of the, where we're comparing ourselves in some way or another. We're judging ourselves, we're judging others. Judging in the language I use is good, bad. Comparing is better than, worse than. I've mentioned this two or three other times in this retreat already. And then we have fixing thoughts. Well now if I can do this, if I could just get my body this over here or about my thought, if I could just not think about that, or we we just we we try to fix a lot. We fix before we actually stay with the experience so often. So we've already moved away from actually what's the felt sense. Our mind's proliferating and all these thoughts about what we felt, but we've actually no longer with what we thought we're lost, and our reactions around what we felt and it's the little pack mind pack mind mind going so um, uh, I want to try a little exercise with us this morning and in, in this regard and uh, as a way to um, broaden how we're relating to thought we're not, saying, do away with thought, but broaden how we relate to it, have a wiser relationship to thought. And this is through taking these very short renunciations around uh, uh, that, that where we are, we're using this, uh, uh, we're where, where, where including a new way of relating to thought through renunciation. Again, we're not condemning thought in any way. And so um, the invitation is going to be to, to take a vow of, of, of renouncing uh, your judging mind in its usual form. That you're going, to have a, you're going to be open to a wider relationship with judging mind. It's still going to come, but you're going to be open to a wider relationship and uh, renouncing comparing mind. So meaning that, there's, that your usual form of relating to it, you're open to seeing that you're gonna recognize, judging and comparing thoughts when they come and just have a new relationship to them. Possibly, possibly not. But you're open, you're, 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 you're taking a kind of a, a mindful commitment to being available for new to arrive in relation to these two. And then the same with fixing mind. So I'm going to uh, say one, uh, 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 a vow of renunciation for each of these, one at a time, and ask that you say it out loud. Now it's just for the duration of the retreat, and it's just trying it on. If by noon today you go, no, I want to go back to my old way of, waste my old relationship to, to judging, then you, you, then you release yourself from the vow. And you just go back to the old way but to just open to this possibility in a way that we may not know we have a possibility of having this, the mindfulness the, the heart quality also having a, a space around these, these judgings and comparings and fixings so here we go and it's just a trial run you're not stuck in this For the duration of this retreat retreat, I renounce renounce, judging mind mind, as best I am able. For For the duration of this retreat I renounce Comparing mind mind. as best I am able. able. For the duration of this retreat, retreat, I renounce renounce. fixing fixing mind as best I am able. again, it's expanding our relationship to these kinds of thoughts, these kinds of thinking mind. And as I mentioned the other night, often when you, uh, when you, when you don't feed those, when you don't punch eyes, when you don't proliferate around them, you'll discover that they're much more flimsy than they appear, that, they have, they, that that's, there's not a substance to them in the end. And and again, we're not renouncing discernment. Mindfulness is a discernment practice, and it can look like a judging or comparing, but but judging and comparing are for labeling of good, bad, better than, and so forth. Discernment is, is seeing what's wise, what's needed, and so forth. Discernment is wisdom in this way. A couple of questions. As I'm trying to note awareness of my awareness of things arising or being present, I feel like I'm doing Vipassana out loud on steroids in my head. This has led to a continuous chatter of noting my awareness. Somehow I know this isn't helpful, but I can't figure out a way to be aware of being aware without mentally noting it in, uh, mentally noting it. Any suggestions? One of our lineages makes extensive use of the noting, so that we note uh, we note that is a little lighter than the weight of this paper, but, but it, the mental activity is very light. But just like walking, thinking pain whatever it is that there's a noting moment to moment to moment and uh, in the earliest years of IMS this was a very heavily used technique this technique of noting and it can be very useful uh, for all of us at one time or another for some people it is really a helpful continuous practice and you can uh, discuss with in your practice discussions, uh, your own relationship to this if you like, but in general, uh, the, the noting, the noting is, is not a kind of leaning into it or trying to grab everything. There's too many things to note. You'll drive yourself crazy if you think you can note every single thing that's happening. Because the, our, our mind moments are much faster than we're even aware. The you, Only when the mind is completely still do you start to see just how fast everything arises and passes. So we're not using noting in a way that is causing that inner chatter. And we're not trying to figure out just you could just be mindful if that's it you're just mindful. If it's if you're trying to like note specifically too much, just pull back. Mindful, mindful. Or and this some little phrase or something, just that if you're using the noting to be there. We use it most commonly in terms of the breath, noting in, out, or rise, fall. That can be steady, just as counting the breath or something can steady the mind. So uh, when it reached the point of when the chatter is proliferating, then uh, take a break, uh, pull back, simplify the noting, uh, again with amusement. Not judging, not comparing, not fixing, but relating to it like, oh, this doesn't seem so helpful. And, And you're amused by it. You have good intention towards your practice but you're not like, oh, uh, gotta fix it. No, just be amused and like, well, oh, that's so helpful. And, and ease into something different. Can you please distinguish between fully aware and mindfulness in reference to the guidance ardent fully aware and mindfulness? Can't read a word there. So, I, um, uh, we are being mindful as best we're able. F- to be completely mindful would be, mean that we were completely present in every moment as it's arising and passing. That is a direction, it's an aspiration. It's not what we're going to experience most of the time. But our movement towards being mindful is part of our practice when we're doing vipassana. We're being, we're utilizing the mindfulness in our samadhi practice and our, our samatha practice in a slightly different way. But in each instance, we are being mindful of something in the moment. With with concentration practice, we're choosing the same object over and over again. Like in the walking, when you're noticing the the lower half of the body over and over again. So that's one object that we're being mindful of. In our Vipassana practice, we're, we're establishing the four foundations of mindfulness to be mindful of our whole range of experience and, and throughout the day here, to be mindful of the whole experience. Awareness is a word we use that um, in a general way rather than a specific way. Later on we'll talk about maybe more specific ways of understanding awareness. Uh, but I would suggest uh, it may be more helpful now to just think about cultivating your mindfulness this presence this immediacy of experience that is noticeable palpable has a felt sense because you're here in this moment you're when you're here in the moment you it has that immediate feeling and it's it's a felt sense and then the mindfulness is is the mental uh, uh, the, the the mental consciousness, that kind of surround consciousness that I talked the other night, rather than a, just a moment of like if you know if your throat's tickling, that's that you have a vinyana, you have that's part of the five aggregates arising, but you're not necessarily mindful of it. Sati, the mindfulness, is this kind of larger fullness of of, of mindfulness, fullness of awareness. People have used on the retreat a lot, so. Um, uh, those are the questions that we have time for today. Again, really paying attention to our walking practice, being interested in mindfulness of when we're walking down the hill at lunchtime to uh, reside back in the body, feel the body walking down the hill. This capability of awareness is embodied in these very bodies. Your body, my body, that everybody in the room has this capacity, this remarkable, remarkable capacity of self-reflective awareness. Awareness that knows it's aware and can reflect on what it's aware of even as it knows it's aware in doing that. In this very body. This is why the, 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 the Buddha answered that, where's the end of the world? It's in this very fathom-long body where is the end of the opposites, the end of proliferation in this very body. It's remarkable. There is a felt sense of it, and I'm always walking down that hill. That's what my practice is as I drop back into that, that felt sense, that the embodied awareness here and now. I'm not, I'm seeing, I'm feeling, I can watch my saliva glands start to change, anticipating lunch and all but mostly it's just being that, that awareness that is the that is what is the the base of my experience walking down the hill wonderful day of practice thank you for listening